Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Herd Fit Podcast with Dr. Sam Ree and myself, Coach David Syverson. This podcast is aimed at helping anyone and everyone looking to enhance their healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and most importantly, mindset. Welcome to another edition of the Herd Fit Podcast with Coach David Syverson, and I'm Sam Ree. Our next episode is about the question, is CrossFit individualized? And I will say, when you sh- uh, shot me this topic, I was, what do you mean by CrossFit individualized? Like, and I said, lame topic. <laughs> and I started Googling it because every time I do some prep work, the first thing I do is just Google, is CrossFit individualized? And then I suddenly realized, oh, now I know why Dave asked this. It's because James Fitzgerald, who's the founder of OPEX Fitness, had a podcast with Savan and then subsequently with others where he basically said CrossFit is not individualized. And if uh, you don't know David Syvertson, he is a crafted coaching, sorry, crafted coaching, right? Yes. Crafted coaching. Yep. Athlete. His, which was founded originally as Big Dogs and is founded by James Fitzgerald. A lot of OPEX's mindset, their philosophy, their teachings have obviously filtered down and through into uh, a lot of their coaches. They have basically doubled down and said CrossFit is not individualized. OPEX Fitness is, and there is a real difference between the two. Mm. So let's open with that and go ahead and you tell me what sparked this interest in it for you. So I'm CrossFit bias, all right, but I took the OPEX course to improve my coaching, but also I have a little bit of a side business that's called Next Level Program, and that is an individualized coaching program that's primarily done online, but a lot of the people that are on that program are from the gym, so I do get to see them. And Sam and I did a, an episode on Botox and Burpees, season one, episode nine, came out December 18, 2020, and it was about online programming and online coaching and all this stuff. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I, a lot of my money, time, and effort has gone to OPEX a lot. And a lot of and a lot of my time, effort, energy has gone to CrossFit. So you have two sides here. And I see so many similarities between the two. But from my perspective, it seems like they're constantly going back and forth with each other. So when James Fitzgerald said CrossFit is not individualized, Dave Castro got wind of it, got really angry, and went online and, and made a bunch of posts, stories about CrossFit being individualized and in this normal, passive aggressive, sarcastic way, made a few digs at them. There is, I don't want to go into the drama behind it. There is a backstory between James Fitzgerald, the original winner of the CrossFit Games, and Dave Castro and CrossFit. They clash. And in my opinion, they're competitors in the same market, but they are both founded on the principle that they're trying to help people serve people through health, fitness, and exercise. So that's where I see a lot of similarities. I am a CrossFit affiliate owner but I pay a lot of money to the OPEX brand for my own training and for my own coaching education. I do think that I have a unique perspective on this that I don't really want to side with either one of them. I think all this comes down to a pride fight where James Fitzgerald is missing a lot of points on how individualized CrossFit is and can be. And Dave Castro is missing and a lot of CrossFitters missing uh, a lot of affiliate owners, coaches, guys that program for the masses, they miss out on a lot of principles on how individualized training does help people that don't get any of it. That's where I'm at right now. When I started looking at this, I saw OPEX believes that they can assess athletes and then they create a program individualized 
for that athlete. Yep. What I would say CrossFit does is it takes a program and then adapts it to individuals. And I felt like an analogy would be if OPEX was like a custom tailor, so they measure you mm -hmm. and then they create a suit from scratch. CrossFit takes a suit off the rack, they make alterations, mm -hmm. and then they make it to fit you. Mm -hmm. And as an athlete, is there an advantage to OPEX? They're saying it's better to mm -hmm. do it this way. Yeah. And you also have to keep in mind, James Fitzgerald, OPEX, in our opinion, but I'll say it, does not exist without CrossFit. And if it does, it's on a much lesser scale, a much smaller scale. I, I think almost every single athlete that I've talked to that's been on Crafted Coaching, formerly Big Dogs, is a CrossFitter. They go to a CrossFit gym. They just wanted some extra program for themselves. But you never hear that. It's always like us versus them, me versus you. So yeah, I think that is there an advan is there an advantage to either one of them? It always comes down to the client or the person themselves. But I do think that there's there's a, a, a medium ground that needs to be accepted on both sides. When I first looked at this, I said, okay, well, OPEX is claiming that this is all individualized, yeah. but they're not looking at Sam Ree and saying, oh, I'm going to create new movements and rep schemes yeah. that no one has ever seen yeah. for Sam Ree. Yeah. I mean, their template, and this is out there, I'm not like giving any insider information. They have a very good, they do have a good assessment for mobility. They'll have certain mobility tests that if you can't do, they're like, okay, you're never going to squat snatch ever. I'm like, oh, until you can do this piece of mobility. Okay. So we need to fix that first before. So from that regard, it's a very responsible way. But the workouts, the actual workouts that they put you through an assessment, I think I want to say it's 10 different tests. And then once they get those results, then they have a lot of individualized programming based off that. As an individual athlete, I was thinking if I were to choose a program here, OPEX or CrossFit, I feel like more people... And I'm talking from someone who's never yeah, experienced okay. OPEX. Yeah. Would benefit from CrossFit only because of the aspects that I enjoy about CrossFit, which is the group setting. Yes. OPEX craps on the group setting because yeah. they're saying, how can a coach figure out your needs right. if you're sitting in a class of eight or 10? They can't. And, and I, I've heard people uh, bring that to James' attention on a podcast. I'll tell you this. Whenever James is on a podcast, I'll listen to it. I don't care who it is. I will listen. If you ever have James on, I'm listening. And it's like Chris Henshaw. Like I, I learn something new every time I hear from him. And that's been brought up. He said, like, so what about the people that really feed off other energy in the room doing things together? And his response, I remember one time was, well, that's a lie that you've been told. It's like something that's, it's like a fake thing that kind of took over, like a subconscious, which I don't agree with. But I've done it both ways. Same. I've had to work out by myself a yep. lot, uh, especially during COVID. And I can't bring, okay, maybe I'm lying to myself. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I've been, tr I've been tricked, but I will never be able to bring that same, especially for certain types of right. workouts that I, I can't bring that same kind of energy in solo that I can in a group setting. For sure. And I'm the same thing. I grew up on the group setting in CrossFit, grew up, right? For, I want to say nine to 10 years and that I fed off it. And the second I started hiring a coach so I can help me get to my competitive goals. It took me, I want to say right now, I feel like I'm in a good spot with it where I can attack things when I'm by myself, but I'd be lying if I said that came right away. Once the, the initial endorphins of something being new and fresh, once that's gone, being by myself was, is it's still to this day is hard. I, I ask people to come join me all the time for selfish reasons, but when I do work out now hard and I need to go after it, I can do it. But 
I will say it took me over a year to get to that state on a consistent state. I have a pretty complete garage gym. Yes. And nicest one in Bergen County. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we haven't seen what others are, but that, I appreciate that. That's very nice. And I will drag Susan or someone else to work out in there. Yeah. If I have to work out solo, I know what workouts will work for me. I yeah. can do EMOMs by myself. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, can yes. do some lifting programs by myself. Very true. But if I have to do an AMRAP or something, if I have to do it by myself, if I know others are doing it, for example, if I'm following Bison programming and I can't get into the gym, yeah. I can work out harder only because I know I will look at my score and compare it to others. Yes. So there are ways I can trick myself as a solo person yep. to pretend to work harder, but I think what James is saying is a fallacy. Mm -hmm. uh, we are social animals. Yeah. And one of the biggest reasons why CrossFit exists and is so successful is exactly because of that group setting. I would say the biggest. The biggest. Yeah. I agree that it is hard to individualize training in a group setting. Mm -hmm. But I believe there's a spectrum of individualization. Yeah. You can go one-on-one -on -one with someone. And, and the other thing is who can afford one-on-one -on -one training? Right. That, that's expensive. That's something that uh, James won't bring up either is their memberships, like what you have to pay there are generally speaking, twice as expensive as a cross. And I hear it all the time. I'm like, man, your gym's expensive. This bit is expensive. Yeah, it is. It is. And these guys are t almost twice as much. Wow. And it's really, uh, some people like that, that just prices them out immediately. I feel that if you are a, a novice, even a intermediate type athlete, whatever you want to call intermediate, right. there is way more benefit uh, or bang for buck to be gained by doing a CrossFit class setting. Agreed. You do have to be smart. Yes. What OPEX calls structured building progressions yep. is basically learning how to do these movements well and to improve your capacity on these movements. Yeah. And you will need some individualized attention in order to figure out how to do a ring muscle up, mm -hmm. how to do a handstand push up, mm -hmm. how to do a snatch. And you, it's true. If you only show up for group classes and those group classes have 12 and you don't actually spend any time or more or yeah. 15 or yep. 20 sometimes yep. Yep. Uh, in the morning, yep. it's going to be hard yeah. to get that care and attention that you're going to need. Completely agree. And we see that sometimes. There are some people that don't care about the individual attention. There are some people literally need it every day. They need something every day from a coach, from an outside voice. And this is where it's partially on the coach, partially on the people that own the gym to make sure you're not jamming too many people in there at once, putting your coaches in a position to succeed. But also it's on the athlete's shoulders that this is where my opinion of CrossFit being individualized, it is individualized. You can come in, like yesterday, Matt Wytrack back in, getting his groove back, and we had snatches in yesterday's workout. He's not there yet with the shoulder. He did dumbbell snatches. Carly does that a lot. That is an individualized component to that workout, but he was still in the group setting. I didn't tell him to do dumbbell snatch. He did himself. Matt knows, I would say that Matt knows more than your traditional CrossFitter about what to do, what not to do. True. Scaling, workouts. He programs cool workouts for himself sometimes, and Terry does too. But he knew coming in, in my opinion, we call it scaling. And that's where Dave Castro said that, that is what individualized is. It's scaling. I can tell you this right now. My coach programs workouts for me that he programs for other people. But if I'm less capable or more capable, certain volume is tweaked. I did a workout today that had skier and eight ring muscle-ups. That eight wasn't pulled out of thin air. Where maybe the guy that's much better than me did 10. The guy that's a little lesser did six. 
that is an individualized program that because it's a scaled number according to his max reps unbroken where we do that in the gym all the time with all right we scale the weights we scale movements the one thing i do think can get a little dicey is there are some people here that should not be overhead squat and that overhead squat something like that and that's where opex does a good job so until you can do this we're never programming an overhead squat for you Whereas if you come in on overhead squat today and you can't keep your armpits from facing the ground while you go to the bottom, you're going to have to make that decision yourself. And that's a tough spot for us to be in. I think that is that gray area for CrossFit is where OPEX does do better. Yes. I have hurt myself because I thought I could do things. Yep. And I was either, my ego was cashing checks that my body couldn't handle yep. or I just wasn't knowledgeable enough and coaches can't see what you do. And you could, I have no problem with you saying, hey, a coach probably should have told me I shouldn't. And I struggle with that pressure all the time, dude, trust me. I know there's people here, like when I watch Aaron overhead squat, Aaron's responsible. He'll do it with a PVC pipe or an empty barbell, but even the empty barbell, he's never in a good position at the bottom. Like he tried the overhead squat last week with the dumbbell and it's a 45 degree away holding a 10 pound dumbbell. So what, I don't feel like it was a dangerous thing for him to do, but there are times where I wish I was more objective as a coach because OPEX has influenced me in saying, Hey man, like, I know you want to do the muscle up, but here, here's a big one. The chicken wingers yes. on, on bar muscle. Up. I see a bunch of them. I, I mean, majority, no offense to anyone that's listening to it. It's not, you guys know who you are. Yeah. I'm not sitting here blasting anyone, but in my head, I've seen so many people get hurt from that. And in my head, I struggle with this. I'm just being honest with you. I don't have the answer in my head. I wish I did. I should probably go over to you, grab your shirt and say, you're done. You're not doing those anymore. That's where that great, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about in the gray areas. Athletes have to take the ultimately athletes take responsibility of their body. Yes. Always. Yes. It, I always call it 50, 50, right? I'll do my part. You do your part. And coaches can't see what's going on inside your shoulder. We can't see what you're feeling. If you're feeling something. And I think CrossFit is getting better at this. For sure. They are saying, yeah. stop, yep. change, do something. Build the muscles around. Like how many people in our gym are doing crossover symmetry and band work? Like what we weren't doing that in 2015. Oh my God. <laughs> so many people are doing accessory work yeah. to protect themselves yeah. more now. Remember 2015? It was yeah. none of that. No, it was ham. No. Every yeah, day. Ham. Yep. Every day. And I'm seeing high level at Natalia, one of our best athletes yep. said, shoulder's not doing great. I'm going to switch to GHDs instead of this. Yep. That mindset was not there Correct. several years yep. ago. And I feel like it's it's more pervasive now. Yeah. And I think most people realize, listen, my shoulder's not feeling great on the rig. I'm going to do leg lifts. Yeah. And I think that helps all of us in terms of our culture, mm -hmm. in terms of new athletes looking at people saying, right. wow, that guy's really good. Yep. And yet she's scaling this. Right. And I even think that's one of our goals of this podcast is we've had RX first scaled. What does RX mean? Does scaled mean you're bad? Does RX mean you're good? I think that's something we never talked about back in 2014, 2015, maybe even 2016. But now hopefully some of that listens to this podcast are influenced by the fact that it can't always be a badge of honor if it can't be done safe. Yes, you can always have it as a goal to RX every workout that we ever do here. There are very few people that can do that. But the stigma behind Scaled and RX has changed because of leadership, because we have so many athletes in this gym, not even coaches, just they're good examples for others to see. But we've been put through things. We've learned from mistakes. As much as I want to say we've been in this game for a long time, we're still figuring things out. Longevity is super important. Yeah. And listen, I still get 
Fitbit. Oh yeah, uh, all yep. the time, yep. and I, it's still a learning process for me and my body too. And yep. I think I know what I'm doing at this point, but I'm still being very careful for everything. And I think that culture is now permeate better and better. Yeah, I, and so with OPEX, this is another thing where individualized programming can be a detriment. Is sometimes you don't really know what you're capable of physically until you're in the environment. Now. Fitzgerald's response would probably be, well, that person needs to suck it up or figure out how to really test himself by himself. But I, I think this all the time that I don't want to put rules on people all the time. I, I know that we're working with adults. That's partially why I like working with adults as opposed to kids. I don't feel as responsible for their decision making because kids are immature. They're not developed yet. So that you need to really hold their hand where if you're a 20, 30, 40 year old adult and we give you a suggestion and you decide not to listen to it. All right. I'm not even going to feel disrespected, but you're an adult. You make your decision. But here on OPEX, I follow a lot of their coaches and I respect them a ton. And Coach Sam Smith, I think he's now the head coach of Crafted Coaching, the, the competitive side. And he made a post. I'm, I'm going to read it. It's going to take a couple minutes called Should You Compete in the Open? And I'm going to try to tie this to my interpretation as a CrossFitter, CrossFit coach, CrossFit owner, CrossFit athlete, but also someone that's in crafted coaching as a competitive athlete. I feel like I'm like cheating on someone, but should you compete in the open? If you can't perform the work required to prepare effectively, then you aren't capable of competing yet. If someone says otherwise, they are probably trying to sell you something. That's a very OPEX way of saying things. <laughs> in early October, Ahmed told me he wanted to compete in the open. So that's a few months ago. I met him halfway and gave him specific benchmarks he would need to hit by the end of the year in order to be able to compete in the open. Here they are. Snatch, 165 plus. His PR at the time was 130. Clean and jerk, 225 plus needed. His PR was 175. Front squat, 245 for two. His PR at the time was 180. Deadlift, 400 for two. His PR at the time was 350. AMRAP, unbroken ring muscle-ups. He needed to be eight plus. His PR at the time was four. Five minutes of strict handstand push-ups. He needed 40 plus. Needed, his PR was 22. Five minute of strict pull-ups. He needed 50 plus. His PR at the time was 38. And then he has a couple other workouts where I'm not gonna get into every single workout, like what his times need to be in certain things. And again, I nerd out on this stuff all the time, like objective numbers. So I would like to read it, but I'm not gonna bore you with that. All right, throughout December, we hit a good chunk of these. He missed a few due to some sickness and exams. Here were his here were his results. Snatch 160, missed the goal. Clean and jerk 195, missed the goal. Front squat for two, 225, he missed the goal. And then he checked all those gymnastics, the ring muscle-ups, handstand push-ups, pull-ups. All those things in my head. So the last thing, he ends the post with this. Majority of the successful metrics came from gymnastics and the cyclical test. This gives me some insight on what areas might have potential for faster improvements. All things being equal, strength and power adaptions are the long-term game. If you have a goal of performing well in a competition, it would behoove you to prepare for it. Goals have various prerequisites in order to prepare effectively for them. The Open is no different, and you, if you aren't capable of preparing effectively for the Open, then why do it? Why not train and work on getting better? This is the approach I take with my clients. If you can't perform the requisite training in preparation for the task, you are not yet ready for it. Stay patient, stay consistent, keep training. 
what does compete for the open mean? That is where I almost messaged him or commented, but I don't like commenting on social media because I never want to come across a certain way questioning his intelligence. He's one of the most brilliant coaches I've ever listened to. I think they're, in my opinion, imagine I did that here. I mean, how many athletes at Bison could hit those numbers? All of those, like all of them, all five, five maybe. And so are they the only ones competing in yeah, the open? I know. And this is where I think this is the difference between the individual group versus group field. We are here for community, but we want individuals to make themselves as fit as possible, chase after goals individually, where these guys are just about objective measurements. And this is the problem with individual training, in my opinion. It's too objective. And when James Fitzgerald talks down on the group training, the cross side of it, he always likes like, oh, just throw a bunch of people in the room, go 21-15-9, have fun, go puke after. That's almost a disrespect to what we do. Absolutely. And I think there are probably some shitty gyms out there that do that that way. And that is the 2007 version of CrossFit. But you're stuck in those times where there's a lot of sophistication in CrossFit now. Yes. James Fitzgerald is crapping on the 2007 version of CrossFit. Right. Yeah. Which is and fine. And he can't get over it. Yeah. But imagine we were like that. Imagine we were an individual training. There are like if we took CrossFit out and we became an OPEX gym. Yeah. We'd lose half our members, probably more, because our memberships would go up probably twice as high because it'd be all individual training. You come in, it's like an open gym feel every day. And it's not fun. No, it's not fun. It would. This is the most unfun type yeah. of training I think I've ever heard of. I know a gym in CrossFit in Naples. He gave it a shot. He drank that sauce, got rid of his CrossFit affiliation, changed it to OPEX. I think they closed the, like they, it just wasn't working. I understand the desire to individually program for every single person. This is not a plug. I have... You know, anywhere between 12 and 18 clients on next level. And that is all individual, but note it is, it's individual in addition to their CrossFit programming. Right. It's, and I tell all of them, hey, CrossFit first. This is side work. This is what I think a lot of OPEX people don't understand. That group feel fuels a lot of fire. But yes, there are people that want to work on snatching, long endurance, certain cyclical work, conditioning workouts, specific things that those people need work on. Susan, Sam's wife, works on things that are very different than Dave Boak, right? <laughs> like they, they have very different weaknesses and strengths. I individually program templates for them. And every now and then they do do the same thing. There's a couple conditioning workouts that are similar or the same, but the, the common ground between the two of them is that I know they're going to bison wad three, four, five days a week. And they love it. Yeah, and they I, love it. I love watching Dave Bo come in at 5 a.m. Yeah. And chase after it. Yeah, no, it's, and, it, and it, in, I'm seeing, as a coach, I'm seeing his improvements in CrossFit bison workouts because of next level. I remember you said for Kathleen, you said for training for Legends, if I pulled her out and had her in a corner doing her own thing. She'd for, get worse. She'd get worse. She'd get worse, no and, doubt. And... It takes a tremendous amount of discipline to try to follow some sort of individualized training. Very, very difficult. And some people might be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But even the high-level athletes, the thing we were talking about before, their programs, the higher level you get, start to all look the yeah. same. Yeah. Because you're hitting those numbers. How can you hit those numbers? There aren't 15 different ways mm -hmm. to train, to lift heavy, right. to do more gymnastics. Right. Those methods are time-tested. Yep. There are programs that are time-tested. You look at all of these top athletes and you looked at their weekly programming, 
not the structural build progression, which OPEC says, right. but when they're actually training for the games, right. they're probably really similar. Oh, yeah. They're woefully similar. Like the difference between, yes, this girl's doing 20 pound wall balls and that guy's doing 75 pound thrusters. Yes. You can say the workouts are different, but they're not. I, I would, I think that if you put every games athlete or every high level athletes training on the table, they would, they would be v big picture. They would be almost identical. And everyone's who, who's got the secrets now? Who's got the secrets now? I mean, Matt Frazier's coming out with the book soon. I pre-ordered it and maybe there'd be some secrets in there, but I can't stand it when people say, I'm not going to give out my secrets. Shut up. You don't have secrets. You just have to train, be consistent, stay healthy. And you want to know what a lot of these big time games athletes now are doing and these big time training programs, they convince the masses that if you do what Daniel Brandon does, you're going to be a games athlete too. Like they're getting together. These training camps. They're grouping. Yeah. They're coming. They're group fitness. Yeah. They, they probably all have individual things that they get programmed for. Of course. Accessory. Of course. That's what individual training is to me. It's accessory. Yeah. But then they come together and they do CrossFit. And I think that's one thing that gets lost on a lot of people. And I, that's why I still, if it makes sense for my body, like I get in to many, as many classes as I can, because at the end of the day, you want that taste. I don't care if it's thrusters and burpees or if it's rowing and muscle-ups. I don't care if it's pull-ups and box jumps or double-unders and wall walks. I want that taste. And it's the same exact thing. It's just different movement patterns. And yes, there's a lot of responsibility that needs to be put into. And you do want an engineer at the top of whatever coaching program you have, making sure you touch on everything, different time domains, different moving combinations, complementary, non-complementary. I think that the beauty of this is that it really can be a, anything, but you're really going towards the same goal. I almost feel James Fitzgerald reminds me of some of my mentors who had so much knowledge about stuff. Yeah. That, he is really one of the smartest people I've ever listened to. That they to. started obsessing about little things. Yeah. It is true, but in the broad, messy practicality of yeah. life. Right. Doesn't really make a huge difference. Yeah. It's out of touch. That's right. I really do feel like it's out of touch. And even I've heard my coach, Henry Toronto, who I respect a lot. He's even said this. He's sometimes like that comp train program from Ben Bergeron that thousands of people are on. It does work for some people, but it's more out of luck. Hey, they focus on things that that guy sucks at. So he got better, but the person that was already good at it didn't get better. That's not as individualized. We just talked about big picture with we're all doing the same thing. It's just we're coming from different roads, but we all converge at the same path at some point. And I think what happens a lot is you have a bad streak, right? You have a bad open. You didn't do as well as the person that you always want to beat, or you just didn't do as well as you did last year. And that's where it's like, all right, it's the program's fault. I'm not individualized enough. And trust me, I've gone down that path. I have a coach right now, so I'm not coming down on that thought process at all. I wanted a different voice. What's unique about my situation is that I program everything here. I program all of Next Level. I program all of Bison. I wanted to get away from myself. That's why I wanted to do it. It wasn't because I'm like, this guy's going to get me to the games. So he's definitely helped me. And that's a topic of debate that I have with Ash all the time, maybe as a finances. It's like, all right, you're paying this coach. Do you really think he's going to do things for you that you can't do for yourself if you consider yourself good at programming? But I do think there. So yes, like that individualized side, it does help me to have an outside voice, but it has nothing to do with the fact that CrossFit can't be individualized and scaled and changed per person. I agree. All right. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Herd Fit Podcast. Be on the lookout for next week's episode.